Yo, we've Julian on the brown note and a review of Avatar The Way of Water and it's a doozy of a review. Oh dear, oh dear. So James Cameron went from his little uh, film Piranha 2 The Spawning to a run of becoming most synonymous with huge projects that were both iconic, culturally significant, critically acclaimed, box office gold. So we got The Terminator... We got Aliens, which I gave a 10 out of 10 retro review to a couple of years back. The Abyss was a bit of a misfire, but as far as misfires go, it wasn't a terrible film. It was interesting, but it was... Um, I think the premise was so much more low-key than those previous films. True Lies, you know, it's, it's, it was good as at what it was. Uh, it wasn't that interesting. And then we got Titanic. I don't agree that... Films like Titanic and Slumdog Millionaire are undeserving Best Picture winners. Compared to a lot of films, do you remember Coda? Do you remember the film Coda? No one remembers that. That won Best Picture a couple of years back. No one remembers it. Um, I, You know, they are the magic of cinema. They're where you go in and for two and a half hours you're consumed and emotionally satisfied by watching a film. So I don't agree that, you know, there, there might be failings, but it's still, you know, an incredible experience that has at its heart this deep personal story, which was, you know, it's absolutely sublime. Then we got Avatar in 2009 after a 12-year gap. This was a film that hoodwinked the universe for a gimmick, and the gimmick was 3D and the visuals. And everyone fell for it, and it became the biggest box office success of all time and I thought it was garbage I never liked it and the main reason was it was really hokey uh and the the a lot of the criticism for the second avatar movie we probably wouldn't have known the description then but like really bad young adult fiction like there was something about it that was aimed at an audience that was much younger uh and it was very trite and cliched um, not much, it wasn't a great film and it is, it's just not a great film. Um, so uh, people have pointed out it didn't have many, much cultural impact at all. It just sort of became the biggest selling film in history off the back of a gimmick and disappeared. And then he comes back with Avatar The Way of the Water in 2022 after a 13 year gap. And I was like, no one's going to want this. No one's going to be interested in watching the Blue Meanies ever again. And it's become the third highest grossing film of all time. And I don't know anyone that's seen it. But there's a really easy answer to why it's been so successful. Um, I'll get to that in a bit. So the, the first one was um, noble savages live on a planet um, harvesting moonbeams and meany um, earth people come and try and militarily overtake their planet um steal their resources it was like real baseline stuff uh and in the end uh, sam worthington so the the soldiers from earth could project themselves into the bodies of the blue meanies which were you know much taller and stronger and all of this and float around on clouds or whatever they do so that was the purpose of Avatar, which they've completely dropped for this film which is utterly bizarre the whole purpose was these soldiers becoming the blue meanies uh, the the inhabitants of the the planet that they go into the navi um and in the end the navi managed with the help of the white savior 
Uh, Sam Worthington is the Earth person that becomes a Navi and, and stays there. Uh, they drove off the uh, human invasion. Classic Dances with Wolves, uh, White Savior trope. And everyone said this is Dances with Wolves with Smurfs. Dances with Smurfs. Um, it, this time around, they've really, really changed the entire story by making it about Earth people coming to Navi to steal their planet and resources. Who saw that coming? They put down the old exactly the same as the first film scenario just to throw everyone off. Uh, so it is, yeah. We get the uh, Earth people invaded. The best visual sequence of the whole film, actually. The Earth people come back to the planet and they try and take it over again. The, the one major twist this time is they don't even use the concept of avatars. They basically have um, soldiers from Earth, including uh, one of the only well-received acting performances in the original, uh, Stephen Lang, are soldiers that were killed, but they had their memories and everything distilled, and now they've been put permanently into these blue minis. So they're now, they're not in a computer simulation where they're projected into this navvy blue meanie people. They actually are them. So they, they land on the planet and their intent is to capture the Sam Worthington character who is now the leader of the navvy. Um, and we understand that the navvy that he lives with are in the tree world bit and he flees the tree world bit to protect his own people because he knows that the army will chase him and leave his people alone. Uh, so he goes and puts all of this on another group of his own people. I never understood this bit. He leaves his own people so that they will be safe, knowing that the army will chase him to the new people that have taken him in. And it's like, oh, that's nice of you, mate. And the new people are basically exactly the same as the ones that live in the tree, but they live in the ocean and ride around on whales and can hold their breath underwater. The underwater trope is really weirdly... It, it seems to be cropping up in quite a few different movies at the moment. The most prominent, I guess, was um, Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever, where they had the um, stand-ins for the Atlanteans or whatever they were supposed to be, were, which were all underwater people. So it seems to be... And there was another film as well that did it, um, if you've ever seen the vastly superior Valerian City of a Thousand Nations, something like that, um, which I've got a real soft spot for, apart from the lead characters being the worst this century, um, they do a bit at the start of that where they have essentially a much better film than Avatar that lasts for about 10 minutes where these the blue people are collecting marbles and living their natural noble savage life and then they're attacked accidentally by humans and their whole world's destroyed uh visually stunning sequence so that's the whole film so he goes to the new water people and becomes him and his family uh, and becomes at one with their ways um and that's the whole story because they get they get followed by the the army and the army attack the water people I guess the one caveat is that one of his sons makes friend with makes friends with an outcast whale. So the water blue meanies have a friendship with these giant whales, and one of them is an outcast for getting his own people and some of the blue meanies killed. But the son, the son 
they do this thing in Avatar where they join with like trees and stuff like that and they can sort of hear their thoughts and he understands that this whale wasn't really at fault and he shouldn't be an outcast he was trying to defend everyone and it was the humans that killed everyone and there there are whalers on the planet who want to kill all the whales and steal their essential essence because it stops humans aging there's nothing more to the story at all so this is an absolute doozy i was um really really surprised by how bad this film is it hasn't got stellar reviews and to a large part the, the first film didn't either but i was expecting something in the ballpark of a six out of ten film I couldn't understand initially why it had become one of the biggest selling films of all time, but when I was watching it, I realised they made this film solely for 12-year-old boys. That's the entire target audience of this film, and that must be who is going to see it over and over again, because we've just had a decade of superhero and comic book movies where the standard is that they aim them at adults intellectually. So it's really jarring to watch a film that is... A lot more childish and a lot more um, intellectually less stimulating than um, any of the MCU or even DCU films. Um, the language used as well is really anachronistic. So they use a lot of slang that teenagers would have used in the 90s, which is completely bizarre. So you, you spend an inordinate amount of time in its astonishingly unwarranted three-hour and 20-minute runtime. You spend a lot of time with kids splashing around saying, no way, dude, and stuff like that, which is just bizarre. So as has been pointed out, it's got about enough story to last half an hour. You could, If you were concise, you could make a half-hour story and cover everything that happens in this film. And it's stretched over an interminable three hours and 20 minutes for no reason other than James Cameron's ego. Cameron himself seems to have lost any concept of writing characters or an interesting story. There is nothing here to create characters like there were in Aliens or Terminator 2 um, or even Titanic. There are no characters to bond with. The blue meanie visual is the the biggest problem in the film because to me it like if you get up at 7 30 in the morning on the weekend and turn on a children's tv channel you see these really garish very poorly cgi'd characters shouting loudly that's essentially what you get here they like if you watch a pixar film the level of human emotion no matter whether they're showing monsters inc or anything is huge so they can do it but here you get no human emotion on these characters at all and that's compounded twofold so the visual representation of these navi it just isn't appealing and they're so interchangeable i gave up straight away trying to work out who who was talking because they're just interchangeable and they've got like people like sigourney weaver and cliff curtis and kate winslet and i had no idea who any of them were in this at all but it's all compounded by two other things one is the terrible script at one point they said something which made me clap which was the way of water has no beginning or end and i was like 
That was unintentionally funny and unintentionally ironic. And the other thing is the voice acting is so flat. It doesn't convey any emotion either. So there is, it's, it's got this really low rent vibe when it comes to uh, characterizations and emotion being portrayed and really low rent dialogue. It's shocking. So there's no story. There's no good dialogue. There's no good acting. And the visual representation of the actors is so poor that you can't even tell who's who. And the big ticket item here is this $400 million behemoth has got the most spectacular visuals in history. I don't know who, I don't know if James Cameron has got, you know, secret dossiers on the world's film critics who have all universally gone, yeah, but the visuals are so amazing. They are not. They look like high definition screensavers. If you have your laptop cycling through, here's a seashell on a beach, here's some tropical water, here's a rainforest, it looks like that. There, there's nothing memorable about the imagery. I thought towards the start when they had some big machines fighting and stuff like that, that and the, the invasion sequence that it looked at its best. But you got another three hours of essentially teenagers flapping around in the tropics saying cowabunga dude. There's, and the other thing is I think the, one of the reasons it has appealed so much to teenage boys, and this is something I haven't seen anyone say and it's really uncomfortable, but the Navi girls are so sexualized in this, which is odd. Like they're virtually wearing nothing and there are sequences where they're like rolling around and stroking themselves, which is so sexualized. I was like, are you kidding? They've basically made a $300 million 12-year-old boy porno film with blue aliens. I don't know why no one's picked that up. There is absolutely no reason for me to recommend this. I think you could watch the first half hour, get the best out of the visuals, and then turn it off, because I guarantee you an hour and a half in, you're going to be feeling this slog. And the other thing is it doesn't build to a climax. It builds to a really small end. I mean, it's the kind of ending that you would expect in a B-movie where, you know, you're fighting the villain at the end to release a hostage. And it's really low stakes. The whole thing feels low stakes. Like, it's like that they're just making one episode in the planned sequence of at least another two movies. Um, James Cameron has completely lost the plot, but he's making so much money that he is absolutely going to continue doing this. Um, I, and if his audience is 12-year-old boys and it's satisfying that audience, then he's going to keep doing it. But this is atrocious filmmaking across... For me, the visuals were just pretty. And I watched it on a 4K setup with a massive TV and a great sound system. And honestly, if I turn the film off, I get the screensaver come up on my TV. It wasn't much better than the screensaver, where they show you pictures from around the world. Different, you know, waterfall here, tropical rainforest there. It's, it's, it, it's kind of gaudy. Like, the colour scheme is, is perpetually in the same gaudy territory. None of it looks as beautiful as that 10-minute clip on, on Valerian at all. There's no emotion. There's terrible dialogue. The story is unbelievably slight. I can't understand why he didn't write more of a story. Or 
if he wrote a full story and decided to split it across three three-hour movies. Because The Hobbit has more story in each of its three-hour episodes than this does by miles. And the fact that you don't get this, you know, gargantuan build towards some apocalyptic climax, but actually a really small, tepid, damp squid ending. You don't care about Sam Worthington's character. He couldn't have any less personality. You don't notice any of the actors in it. You're not sold on the visuals um, or the music or anything about it. It is torturous to watch. And it's so cynical and void of anything that makes films special that I am going to give it a very rare Avatar The Way of the Water or Water of the Way or whatever its generic, easy-to-forget title is. I'm going to give it a very rare 0 out of 10, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, for no excellence on any level and ridiculously good appraisal from critics given how terrible it is. I mean, 6 out of 10, you've got to be kidding so yeah avatar way of water zero out of ten